What's up, WizKids, and welcome to another edition of Off the Bench. Jamoke Davis here with Jeremy Hyman and Zach Rosing. And joining us is Marcin Gortat, the greatness that is Marcin. We really appreciate you coming on with us. And it's no coincidence that coming up very soon is Polish Heritage Night, which we are also really excited about. How excited are you for this is, what, fourth time, fifth time? Oh, well, in D.C., that's going to be the fifth time right fifth here. Time. Fifth time, yeah. In NBA, that's going to be, I think, sixth or seventh, actually. So I'm excited, super excited. Uh, at the same time, uh, a little anxious because that's a lot of work and a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of talking and a lot of, you know, arrangements that has to be done. A lot of important people and a lot of special guests that you have to, you know, take care of and uh yeah that's a lot of work but the the good thing is that you know we're going towards you know a good cause you know we're yeah. gonna try to obviously show the uh <coughs> the american culture you know well, who we are as a poland and and you know what's our culture about and uh hopefully you know our special guest is gonna make an impact on the community here in in, in washington and you're getting ready for like gortat 2024 right when you run for president right well this is <laughs> this is like this is kind of like secretly this is like kind of like secretly you know on the ground another you know event going on that yes. we are getting ready for you know it's slowly i'm slowly collecting my votes you know slowly collecting my votes you know we don't have to mention that but it just this is just how it is and basically yeah i'm getting myself ready for the career after career excellent there you go yes we love we love polish heritage night as we've seen over the years um all the the singing or at least the the music that we hear and the dancing i know that the cheerleading group that comes every year i know they'll be here again uh they sometimes they take part with the wizard girls they do sort of a collab on some stuff mm -hmm. sometimes they do their own thing it's always a treat the fans always get a kick out of it and the whole night, it's, it's always fun when we get to see, because we, especially since I'm always traveling and I see literally every city we go to, the Polish flags and the fans in every city screaming for March and this. <laughs> and so, right. well, the, the, yeah, but the difference is, as you, as you mentioned, I have to jump in here because, you know, on different, in different cities, they keep calling those are Polish heritage nights too, but yes. those are nights that actually are not arranged by me right. mm -hmm. or yeah. our organization. Yeah. You know, yes. and this is this is the point where the the one here in Washington is actually legit Polish heritage night. With You're bringing me, people from your country I'm over bringing here. People yes. from my country here, and I'm bringing a lot of people, like probably two planes of people. Probably two here. planes. So that's I'm, the most you've had here. Uh, maybe. Yeah, it's gonna be a lot of people. I mean, I'm you know I have probably about 20 to 25 kids you know all the winners from my camps all the best students from my schools all the best uh all the winners from my competition uh school competition uh future I votes have, yeah i <laughs> yes. got like a serious yeah, future votes i mean <laughs> literally future votes so i have a lot of a lot of people coming in i have few partners sponsors coming in i have uh i have special guests um this year is gonna be second year in a row Alicia Bachleda Tsurush, uh, a Polish actress from LA that uh, plays for the, in, in, in obviously Hollywood movies. So uh, we also looking forward to uh, have a few guests from our government, from mm -hmm. from the main, from our main uh, leading group, politician group from our country. So we gonna have a lot of a lot of people that we are gonna welcome at the Polish Heritage Night. Is Jacek coming back again? Did I say her name right? 
Yenjaychik. Yenjaychik. Yeah. Now pretty, she is actually good. not coming, okay. but you, you're pretty good. Not bad. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually understood what you said. Uh, <clears throat> she's not coming back, but because she's getting ready, uh, she just, as far as I know, UFC. She just, she just, she just uh, jumping on the plane. She's flying back to Miami, where. Uh, She's gonna start getting ready for the next fight. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, okay. I thought she might be under trial for hitting Gwiz last year. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. And this is this is this Saturday, the Wizards Nets game, Polish Heritage Night. We'll we'll make sure to promise. We'll tell John to give you your touches Saturday. Yeah. To make sure. Yeah. You know, I think we're good sure. with John. I think John is kind of you know kind of uh, we kind of found 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 our uh, chemistry. Yes. Uh, you know, the last three, four games, we found back our chemistry. And you had a career high, 21 points against the Knicks. I don't, it wasn't my career high. It was season high. I mean, high. season high. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, season yeah. high. So season high, which is obviously cool, but, you know. <laughs> Tomas we'll, Saturansi's we'll looking on like, come yeah, on, guys, you got to know like, that. Like, guys, like, guys, you are not ready. Like, guys, you are not ready. <laughs> I know that you do this the camps over the summer, and Otto was there. Uh, Daniel Sheffu was there over this past summer. G Wiz, mm-hmm. what does it mean to kind of not only do it over the summer, then have Polish Heritage Night? So it's like a biannual uh, gathering for you. Actually, for me, having Polish Polish Heritage Night is just more than you know showing our culture and who we are, and you know present you know NBA games with the kids from Poland and my sponsors. But we also showing you know who we are as a mm. country. This is a this. I wonder if it's a special year for you here in Washington, in that this is the first year <laughs> that you can say you've been with Washington longer than any other team. Yes. It's your fifth year. This you only played four yeah. in Orlando, three in Phoenix. It's becoming a home, and I think, as you have mentioned, the the international aspect of it oh, makes yeah. you very comfortable here. Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, this year is kind of very specific. Uh, I mean, very um, uh, special for me under different, few different circumstances. Because one, I really start, re- you know, at that point of my career when, when I'm almost 34 years old in a month, I'm almost 34. I start realizing that, you know, my career comes to the end. And okay, people could say like, yo, you a Polish, you know, Polish machine, Polish hammer, you can run, yeah, you can be run, like Tom you Brady. Can run, you can run <laughs> 40, play right, to 40. You can play to 40. I'm like, no, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not that crazy to do that, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I already hit the mark of 10, 10 plus years in the NBA, my pension is gonna be the highest <laughs> it can be. You know, I don't have to worry about that. So. You know, I, I'm going to come to the point. I have too much love and too much respect for the game of basketball to sit at the bench as a 15th player. You know, get the mm-hmm. minimum contract and try to chip into my budget with another, you know, million or two. As I said before, it's it's it, I, I'm not I'm not I'm not that I'm not that type of a person. You know, I made a lot of money in my life. You know, playing basketball, I made more than I expected. So I'm definitely secure for life, and I don't have to worry about that. You know, I want to walk away from the game when, when I'm going to be healthy. You know, I'm not going to have any damaged knees or my back or ankles. I want to be able to enjoy my time with my family. And, you know, this this year is really like like reminding me that, you know, my time is ticking right now. And being with guys like John and Brad, I'm experienced specifically this year. I did this already last year, but this year even, like I'm enjoying to see the growth of these two young men. Mm-hmm. And you gotta, you gotta add their, you gotta add Otto too, because I've seen Otto since the day he was a bench player. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I remember the day five years ago when I was traded here, yeah. he wasn't even playing. He was sitting in the bench and he was coming three hours before practice, get his shots, get his lift, and now he's our 
I mean, literally third leader right after John and Brad. Yeah. So that's that that's just amazing, you know, growth and amazing step forward for him. And and I'm enjoying, really enjoying to see these, you know, two three young guys, you know, growing, you know, on not only as a basketball players but also as a humans, you know, off the court. And I'm, I'm I love it. I love it. And you know. Uh, I'm trying to make, you know, fun out of, you know, I'm trying to find, uh, find the fun, you know, in every game and every practice, every moment with the team because soon it will end. It will end mm -hmm. for me. And, uh, you know, the Polish Hammer will be sitting in the first <laughs> row. Uh, first row, I will get the season tickets, you know, I'll be season ticket holder. You know, I will still have the big logos in my garages. You know, I have a logo <laughs> in my garage here in Washington. I have the big logo in, in, in Orlando where I live in the off season. You know, Washington will always be my team, my my home where you know I played for so many years. Mm -hmm. oh, that's that's great to hear. And we March has been with us now almost for the entire John Brad, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Careers, and, yeah. and Otto, you know, yeah. Otto too. But I'm, I'm the fourth, the longest in the team after these three. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that's why it's such a great to hear March's take on this because he's seen it from almost from the it's beginning. Almost like a coach's <laughs> take. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I mean. You just weren't here for Brad's rookie year, which was the 2012-13 uh, season. And then right after that, that was, you know, so you've, you have gotten to see the growth, the development of sort of the core of this team. Right. And that's why I, it, is, it is a great to hear you speak about it, because especially from, you know, you're on the insides. We, we've been here, Jamoke and I have been here, you know, since John, almost John's rookie year. But, but we, we see it sort of from the outside looking in. So I do love to hear it from your, you know, from the inside like that. Um, if we could, this we're recording this right after March just spoke to the media and <laughs> discussed. <laughs> so by the time this pod came comes out, these quotes might already be on the webs because there were some really interesting takes from from uh, March, who's sort of the could be the last of the traditional center breed in the NBA. Right, right. And I, so just I'm gonna I'm not gonna I'll let you speak on it, but just to set it well, up. It's it's uh, you, you feel that the traditional center is dying and it's been talked about, you know, over the years that we're going to small ball and all right, this. You right. know. Well, it's I ain't going to lie. It's depressing. I mean, it's really <laughs> depressing. It's devastating at some some days, some nights it's devastating because, you know, you feel like you still belong in this game and you, you, you can still offer this game a lot of things. And I bring to the table, I bring to the team a lot of different things that I can do. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'm fortunate enough, I, I swear to God, I'm fortunate enough, you know, to be a, you know, I consider myself a great pick and roll player. I consider myself a great screener. And if I won't have those attributes in my game, I will probably not play basketball anymore. Mm -hmm. And... You know, I will probably sit somewhere, maybe as a backup, or maybe as a you know third center in the in the team, and I'll just enjoy the game from the first row. You know, but you know, thanks thanks to those abilities, and thanks to actually you know my genes and my body that I'm actually able to keep up a little bit with John and Brad on the fast break. Yeah, you yeah. know, it makes me it makes me a player that is still playing, mm -hmm. and and that's a great thing about it. So. You know the f the funny part is that you know you you have games where you can go for 35 40 minutes and you can you know dominate the game you can end up with you know 20 and 10 and all of a sudden next two three games you might play 10 15 minutes because the other team is playing small right. ball yeah. yeah and i completely hate it i completely <laughs> yes. hate that you know because i understand if 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 you know they go small we go big and they kind of you know you know they they are you know too fast for us they are you know they, they're kicking our butt but you know if we are continue to play well and our lineup works yeah you know 
we should keep that long li big lineup but unfortunately you know coaches decide to most of the time go into small lineup and i hate that i hate that <laughs> coaches knows that there's nothing yeah, there's not a secret not about a secret. it you know it's and just it's, it could become what somewhat cyclical right i mean maybe the big men will come back well i don't think so i don't think no? so i think the breed of those people those those centers like like Shaq and you know patrick ewing hakeem olajuwon you know david robinson those guys seven right. two seven three tall big men dwight howard dwight well they don't exist anymore they don't exist they don't they 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 are not in every draft you know mm -hmm. there are every 10 15 years you might have a guy like that and when there's guy actually on the radar of all nba teams the teams are losing on purpose just to, to just yeah. to be able to get this guy because mm -hmm. they know what kind of a player they can get for their franchise so you know it's it's sad it's sad but this is just how it that's just how the nba goes right now and and like i said before i'm glad i, I i'm seriously glad that I have a year and a half left on my contract, you know, fully, fully guaranteed <laughs> into every <laughs> little penny. So I don't have to worry about anything. But, you know, it will be very difficult for me if I make the NBA this year and try to stay for the next 10, 10 plus years because yeah. that will be very difficult for me. Right. And a lot of the seven footers now are they're teaching them how to shoot, shoot threes, threes. Right. Yeah. how to yeah. play, you know, play on the perimeter. And it's not the post play, the interior play that we saw, you know, we I grew up watching and you know, before before you know, I was born. That was sort of the history of the league. Well, before you know, the three point line wasn't even existence back in the '60s and the '70s, mm -hmm. and that's when you know these you know Bill Russell and uh, Kareem and uh, Wilt and you know these the great centers of the past. I think I think March is on to something that we might not see the center 10, 15 years down the road. It could be a a complete you know almost yeah. completely missing from the league. Right and. This, I mean, you got to go statistically. You know, if you take 10 shots on the post-up and you have 10 post moves and, you know, scoring five of them or creating creating fouls or assists, let's say you score on five out of 10 possessions you're going to score, you get, you, you're going to deliver 10 points. Then in coaching's mind, taking 10 threes and you're going to, it's enough that you make four of them, which is, pretty much you know every yeah. team has a shooter with 40 percent yeah you yeah. make four of them then you score 12 points you know mm -hmm. what i'm saying yeah. so you're plus two on shooting threes so yeah. that's why it's so it's so devastating for the big man yeah. because like yeah. we can still score we can yeah. still be you need more am ones well that, that's what i'm saying those guys don't exist anymore those guys are like shaquille o'neal or you know patrick ewing you know, David Robinson, Tim Duncan, you know, those guys could do a lot of different things. But, you know, just statistically right now, coaches decide to shoot more threes yeah. and they want to teach big men to shoot threes. And it's 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 hilarious when you see seven foot guy and you have those seven foot guys right now in the league. They're you, shooting threes yeah, and, I'm like, them all the time. and I'm playing against them all the time. I'm yeah. saying, like, I said, listen, young man, I said, get, get <laughs> get your butt inside the pain and, and let's, let, let, let me see what you got. Let me see what you got. You know, let's fight and let's let's muscle up. And they just don't want to do it. Chris Stapps is like, no, come out here. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. They don't want to do that. You know, back in the day, you you starting your practice from lifting hard because you're basically going to get destroyed under the basket. Now yeah. they don't work in the weight room because they don't have to work because they don't bottle inside the pain. They shoot three so mm -hmm. it's it's just everything completely changed and and again you know people complaining they complaining about me sometimes playing but this is just how it is this is who i am this is where i was growing up i was growing up in orlando you know playing for four years with dwight howard i started mm -hmm. practice with lifting because you know 
Dwight will send me to a you know hospital pretty <laughs> yeah. much you know emer yeah. emergency room so I had to survive that's, yeah. that's how it was I never work on my threes even now coaches tell me the other day I made a three in a practice we won the you know my team won the practice and you know basically because I made a three I, you know everybody start crying and I was yeah. like what like what did I do you know like I, I was even I was even pissed that I made that three because like I don't want to do that you know I'm yeah. not that type of a player I don't yeah. want to I'm not going to work on my threes you know I'm not going to work on my threes I can occasionally make one but now I'm not going to work on my threes bottom line something that you do though the best in the league screening mm -hmm. don't you see there's going to be a need for that because of all these these smaller players trying to get around and and shoot and make all these threes so if and you and John have arguably the best rapport with each other with the screening role right but well, I, it's just like how these big guys are already focused on shooting they're not going to post up they're focused on shot blocking playing defense I just feel like the art of the screen is so important and it's mm -hmm. getting talked more and more about I know like you had the article on nba.com about it but like don't you feel like that art might go away now that these big well, guys are focusing on them? in order in order to for that art to stay in a game you need to have people that are committed to set screens people that are committed to get physical and again we coming back to the same subject you gotta go in the morning and lift yeah. you know in order to hit somebody on the screens you gotta be able to 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 get a hit too and you got to do the dirty work. You know, you have people that you have young guys coming into the league that wants to dribble the ball between the legs, shoot threes and stuff like that. No, you can impact the game in so many different ways. There's so many different options for you to impact the game. You can help out your teammates. You can be a great screener. You can be great role man to the basket. You can be great rebounder, great passer. You don't necessarily need to shoot threes. So you know that was the that was the part of my game where i was improving you know being a young guy in orlando i had this great coach brandon malone he will always come to me after i remember i had to show up three hours before the game because obviously i was the youngest one mm -hmm. so i had to show up three hours before the game i will do my workout which wasn't that hard but you know i would break a sweat and i remember that i was always waiting for the moment when he would sit down with me at the bench and we will watch other people getting warmed up before the game, but I will sit down at the bench and he will talk to me about different situations in the basketball career, you know? Like, he will talk to me about rebounding, he will talk to me about, you know, screening, he will talk to me about rim running, he will talk to me about lifting, and after every practice, he will bring down to me a small article, about two, three pages, and he will tell me, read that I will, I will ask you a question tomorrow about it and it will be like my homework almost yeah. so i read their articles and obviously some of them i re read it like i didn't even understand what what they were saying but i <laughs> yeah. just read it so i know what, what was about <laughs> i read it because i just had to knew what was about right just in case if he asked me so i read i read those articles i watched film on days off so he will call me and say hey come to my office on the day off i want to show you a film like really on a day off we can't do this tomorrow before the shoot around yeah. like you really want me to drive 30 minutes to practice facility come back 30 minutes just to watch film for two minutes say yes that's what i want you to do and that's what really improved my game i watch guys like dennis rodman tim duncan kedrick perkins set screens K kevin garnett um, then I developed my own setting screens. I learned the angles. I learned the, you know, the, the perfect timing, you know, the rolling to the basket to sit in the pocket, you know, to be in the right time. I learned all that, you know, playing basketball and playing basketball with the, gay, with the best guys like Steve Nash, 
you know, obviously John now. And, and that was the time when I would really improve. So That's, that sounded like how I treated my homework back when I was <laughs> in school. Just read enough so if the teacher calls on you, you know what to say, but oh, yeah. never really know. In case we don't get to talk to you before then, have you made any plans for All-Star? I wish you were going to be in the game, but Listen, if you're not going to be in the I'm game, not, where, where do you want to go? I'm not going to be here, and I, I'm telling you right now, if somebody wants to send me there, please don't do that. <laughs> please don't do that. I really want to stay home, and I don't want to go to any All-Star game. It's going to be crazy. You ain't going to believe me, but I haven't seen an All-Star game in TV the past six or seven years. You don't – not even like – I'm not even a, watching. The highlights, not just – be, that's not a basketball game. That's not even a pickup game. In yeah. a pickup game, they at least foul you occasionally. Okay. You know it's, right? it's gotten, it's gotten like so, it's, it's so out of hand. It's just, it's a joke. Yeah. It's a joke. It's a shooting drill out there. And it's a funny, you know, like back in the day, you at least had guys like Shaquille O'Neal, Dwight Howard catching the ball and acting like they point guards and they will fool around <laughs> and try to run a pick and roll with a big man handling the ball. You yeah. don't have that now. You don't have that. They just constantly shooting, 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 shooting. It's not fun. It's yeah. not a basketball. Uh, so, yeah, I don't want to go to the All Star game, guys. <laughs> so don't send me there, please. And <laughs> we want to see Sato in the dunk contest, though. Right. Yeah. And then answering Sato in the dunk contest. Oh, he will definitely win it. Yeah. And then yeah. answering your question, I'm probably gonna go to Mexico. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, Mexico. Yeah, I'm just gonna rest. Okay. Gonna rest. Well, I know you're saying you're coming towards the end of your career. That's what you feel like. But looking at your offensive rating, second best ever. 110 offensive rating last year. This season, 106. Even in your up. youngest years, even in your younger years, you're like 105. Should do you a got a 107, but you only play six games then. So you're yeah, st- very efficient. What, 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 what am I right now? See, 106 right there. 106. 106. Elisha had 110. Yeah. So oh you're still Lord. very efficient. Oh, Lord. That's good. Well, it has what's, a lot what, to do what, with like, who you play John, with, like, too. What's John yeah. O'Brien? John, we have to look at their. They're probably numbers. all around the same because you play yeah. so much together. Yeah, so yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. So it's helped you look look like you're very productive, as we think you are in many ways. I appreciate you guys. Yeah. I, I, had a little, I literally have been, tears in my eyes. Did you look at the right defense? Now. The defensive rating, too. That was the next one, 103. Um, that, that's a beast, right? That, yeah. It is, but, I mean, realistically. Looks like we're looking better. at this is like 2K ratings. Better. It is. It's 2K ratings. See, 103. The lower, the better, yeah. It's going down. Oh, the uh, yeah, lower, yeah, better. Yeah. The lower, the better. Also, yeah. but since John got back, because the defense has been so much better, I think you have the best defensive rating on the team. You see, man, it's like ninety-six. It. Yeah. <laughs> this is why we got you on the 96. podcast. Ninety-six. <laughs> Just write it down, guys. Yeah. Ninety. That's an A. That's an Nine A plus. And six. We'll, we'll make sure to share it with Coach and right. uh, and make everybody. Sure Scotty got that. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you very much for joining us, spending some time with us, Martin. We've had a wonderful time. Whiz kids out there, make sure you come to the game on Saturday. Come to every Wizards game if you want to see especially some good basketball, Saturday, but especially right. Saturday, Polis Heritage Night. It's against the Brooklyn Nets. Little revenge game, huh? Little revenge yeah, game. Revenge we remember game. what happened in Brooklyn, that. so we got to get back at them. <laughs> Thank you again, Marchin, uh, for Jeremy Hyman and Zach Rose. I'm Jamoke Davis. Ciao for now. Ciao.